It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Jump around, let you be gone. 
Welcome back to So Bad It's Good. Today we have a returning guest. She hasn't been here for years, I think. Everything, I don't know how time works anymore. I am currently in Gilbert, Arizona, where our guest is, you know, she's not in Gilbert, but she lives in Arizona. And I think it's currently 180 billion degrees. It is truly miserable. I do not know how her and her family does it day in, day out. It is completely ridiculous. She is one of my favorite influencers. I was talking on a Patreon uh, yesterday, actually. And I was talking about how influencers, uh, I was comparing it to Real Housewives of New York and the new character, Psy, that we're uh, being introduced to. And I'm not a woman, so that immediately takes me out of some of the things that other women are influenced by. But I will say there are a couple of influencers that speak to me, and usually the qualities that they have are that they are... I sense a realness with them. I sense that they're willing to show warts and all. They do influence me then because I'm like, this person is thriving in, even if they have five kids, they have a husband, they have this, they have that. And it's something that I truly look forward to looking at her stories or looking at her Instagram. Uh, Of course, she is a mogul. I mean, she also has a podcast with her husband, the Garcia Diaries pod, which is on its fourth season, I believe. Um, she, like I said, my favorite influencer uh, from the account, the Garcia Diaries, Bethany Garcia. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. I'm going to take that recording and set it as my ringtone. Please, so that, that would be, be reminded. <laughs> can I get a, yeah, if I can get a 10% cut of that, that would be truly yeah. incredible. Um, but just to remind people, if people don't know who you are, which I think a lot of people do, you have close to 300,000 followers on Instagram. You built this brand on your actual reality. Uh, you do have five kids. I was watching you, uh, school drop-offs today because school just, how did, how did the school drop-offs go today? Today, today was good. It's been an actual mess. My, actually my fourth child, she turns five tomorrow and she started kindergarten and she is a true Leo and she literally is the reason I drink. And <laughs> today for the first day, she just waved by without crying and screaming and throwing herself on the floor. So today was good. Now, does that still affect you? I mean, you know, f- having five kids, when you see somebody crying, screaming, throwing a fit, saying, I do not want to go to school. Does your heart get hardened as you have more kids of like, just get used to it. You'll, you'll, you'll adjust. Honestly, no, because the first few were easy and just like, (laughs) bye mom. And like, I feel like it's gotten harder as we've gone through the roundup of kids, but she's definitely like, it breaks my heart and it feels unnatural to like leave your kid when they're like, when they want mommy, like it's a sad thing. But at the same time, I'm like, you have to go to school. So Yeah. (laughs) We just live in the gray area of like, I want you to go to school, but I'm sad that you're leaving, but also bye-bye. So, <laughs> And then, I mean, does she come back and go, did you guys have a blast today without me? What did I miss? No, she she tells us all about how her day was amazing and how she didn't even cry at all. And I'm like, okay, well, this morning I heard you in the lobby 
all the way from your classroom screaming. So I'm glad that only lasted a few minutes. Jeez. And then I'm like, I'm going to have to buy her teacher the best gift ever at the end of this year. I mean, that's got to be the only one of the great things about being an influencer is that you potentially have a lot of these tantrums on uh, your phone so you can embarrass them at some point later in their lives. So I, <laughs> I've never been going through a tantrum and been like, hmm, this seems like a good moment to record. Uh, no, I'm like, it's the last thing I'm thinking about. So when people do post stuff like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Never crosses my mind to be like, this is good content. <laughs> I was thinking about I, I, you truly are my favorite Bethany. Bethany Frankel is my least favorite Bethany, but you are my favorite. I think Bethany Frankel, uh, I mean, she's been protective of her daughter, Bryn, but I think eventually I think she'll regret she's somebody that could potentially want to put her daughter having a tantrum because it's content where, yeah. so, I mean, are the kids in having these really emotional moments that are very personal to you over the years, where have you drawn the line in terms of content and putting your family out there? I think when they're babies, it's easier to be like, okay, this is something that's going to be relatable to people that are possibly going through hard times postpartum or just having, um, at the beginning is so hard. It really is. And so, I mean, there's videos that I've posted where Ellis, my youngest child is crying and crying. And like, I'm showing like me soothing her and how I'm like, what soothes her and, that to me was like, okay, this is a relatable moment where the baby's crying and the only thing that's helping her stop crying is mom. And as they get older, though, I feel like their tantrums are more – when they're actual tantrums, it's because things are going wrong. They're not able to regulate their emotions. And it's sometimes – their body can't even process why they're upset. So it's a lot different than like a newborn baby. It's just like they cry all the time. Um, and once it gets more personal, I feel like – showing that to the world can be more intrusive. And so my oldest is, I have 10, nine and seven with them. I really am so selective on what I share because I, they are to an age where their classmates are sending, they're texting my oldest daughter, YouTube videos being like, is that your dad? And it's like TikTok videos that have gone viral and people's like, you know, those like, you know, those like reaction videos where like, They'll have like those like streamers or whatever. And they're just like <laughs> reacting to viral TikToks. And so it's like some guy ripping apart my husband for his haircut or something. And one of her classmates oh, is like, is this your dad? That's so embarrassing. He has a melon head, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. God. Look, I feel so bad. So even stuff that like we share about ourselves, like their classmates are finding. That's so wild. it's, yeah, it's definitely like something that there's things that I regret sharing um, a lot of my postpartum content was like naked images of like me and my daughter, uh, my young, my newborn, like she, she's clothed, but like I was like showing my postpartum body. And in those moments, that was something that was supposed to be one empowering for me and then relatable for other people that their bodies changed through pregnancy and postpartum and just life. And now like when you Google my name, it's like the first thing that pops up and it's like, oh my God, my poor <laughs> kids and their friends, like looking this stuff up. So yeah, there's definitely things where I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have been so open. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it is that kind of, it's that high wire act of this does help so many people. And I'm sure it helped you at a time as well, but then it does affect other people down the line. Had you sat down your kids and said, Hey, we've got to talk. Your dad has a melon head. Potentially we need to have this discussion right now before, you know, like just cut it off at the pass before anybody yeah. comes at these kids. <laughs> so 
So my oldest two daughters have cell phones, but they're like super locked down. Like they don't have Safari. They don't have YouTube. They, it's literally just for like texting our friends and family. And then like they have Roblox. Um, and this so Roblox van, my niece and nephew, they're like Roblox. What? Yeah. Thank God Apple has like screen time stuff. So like once it's been 45 minutes or an hour or whatever we choose that day, it just locks the phone down. Cause like I can see them getting addicted to it. They're obsessed. But um, basically they've been sent like stuff from their friends, like YouTube videos. And they're like, I can't click on this. Like, what is it? And so like I'll copy and paste it and send it to myself. And it'll be videos of me or my husband or whatever, even YouTube videos of them. And I, and so like, we did have to have a conversation a few months ago where it's like, okay, so you know what our jobs are. Like they've always known um, the podcast and the Instagram thing. And like, we have shared things openly. So if it ever makes you uncomfortable, like what people are sending you just like always have an open line of communication. And anytime there has been something that's bothered them, they've come to us, which I'm so pleased about because I can't imagine ever going to my parents for anything that yeah was personal when I was their age. Um, and just like always, even if we're, I'm shooting content or something, if they're not comfortable with something, there's a lot of times where my oldest kids aren't even in my content because they're just like not into it at all. So it just ebbs and flows. Honestly. I was thinking about you and your husband, uh, and, and just this journey that you've been on where you couldn't have predicted 10 years, 20, you couldn't have predicted any of this. And then how do you even look towards the future? I mean, even for myself, I'm like, okay, I don't know where this goes. Where do I want it to go? Like, how often are you sitting down there, not strategizing, that's not the right word, but really thinking, where do we go from here? Like where, and, and, and is your husband, how is he a part of these conversations? Yeah. Well, you know, like our story that like 10 years ago, we were on food stamps and access and the government insurance stuff. So even this life 10 years ago, I could never even have imagined for us. So I don't even know how to fantasize or anything for 10 years from now, because all I can hope is like for me, if this is the peak, what a fucking ride it's been like, that would be amazing. So like even wanting more than this feels strange to me because it's all my dream come true. But as far as you know, strategizing for our future. It's more so just financial planning and knowing that like, okay, if, if Instagram went away tomorrow, like where would we be sitting financially? So like the past two years have been about us investing and making sure that our, our kids are paid weekly and they have incredible savings accounts already. Um, anytime they're in content, they get more added to that paycheck. Um, so that's just about us setting our kids up for success. And as far as it goes for my husband and I, um, I hope that our podcast keeps getting more and more successful. And one day it'd be awesome if our podcast was just our sole financial, you know, income. Um, Because right now it's mostly Instagram and that I don't love. (laughs) So, you know, it's just that. Just the biggest thing is setting ourselves up for success for, you know, in the sad case that we can't do this as our jobs anymore. I don't want us to be just like left with all these bills and, um, you know, my husband can always go back to being a cable man cause he left that job and I made him quit. But yeah, like if this is where, if this is the peak, that's good for me. And we've hopefully set ourselves up for success as far as like, what's next for me. I mean, we have like partnerships booked out through the end of next year. So it makes me feel like, okay, like I'm good and we have things going on, but I would love to, you know, like do some sort of 
I've done clothing lines here and there, but like my own brand would be amazing. It's just more so I, I don't want to do anything I'm not passionate about because I've gotten into situations in the past where I'm stuck with projects that I am not fully into. And yeah. I don't want to do that again because it sucks for everyone involved when you're not fully invested. Yeah, no, and I think uh, people know, I mean, I think that's what people like about you is you can tell when you're into something, you can tell, you know, that this isn't fake, that this is genuine. And that's what I was kind of just making that point of when I see just normal influencers, I don't feel anything. I feel just like it's a, a malaise of the same thing again and again. And it's not something I could ever possibly relate to. And I'm not even a woman, but like you do know, you do get a sense of when people are being real with you. It's the same thing with reality shows and pop culture, like reality television, we've had this huge argument over this past season of uh, Vanderpump Rules with Scandaval of oh this is scripted it's fake it's a, and I'm like you cannot watch that episode of Scandaval with Ariana yelling at Tom and tell me that that was scripted you, I'm sorry that was real I, I have chills right now yes. just yeah, thinking my, about my it. nipples are hard right <laughs> now like does it but you can tell that's real I mean we know we're we're uh, most yeah. of us can tell when we are being fed bullshit and we are, when we are right. seeing something real which is why, like, a lot of times when watching, for example, like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'm like, okay, how long did you say that in the mirror before you, like, yeah. had to say like, that? Dorit. Or, like, you know. Or Erica so Jane. Erica Jane. Yes. When, she had the, when she had the champagne, she'd be like, ah, bitches be jealous. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's come like, on. You practice with a prop. 1,000%. So, yeah. that's. I think that's one of the reasons I'm so drawn to Vanderpump Rules is because, it from the beginning i don't think there's ever been a reality show like that before where it's truly so raw and real but the housewives it's hard because it's like you know these people are strangers going into it and with vanderpump rules it's so fucking real i remember like the first time i watched season one and i'm like these people are crazy like Jax is in there like <laughs> or didn't cheat or didn't cheat and then in this confessional he's like yeah i did like I, it's I just so <laughs> <laughs> insane which is what makes it so like yes. addicting to watch and then we grow up with that and i will say vanderpump yeah. rules especially has that unique perspective that no other reality show can claim i think at this point is that they fell into the doldrums of reality shows where it was kind of fake kind of phony it's like time to make yeah. the donuts they all knew what they were showing up for and that's why this season was so refreshing because it accidentally became so real. Like Tom did not yeah. want that. Tom, if he had his way, we would not have known about any of this until way later. And that's the thing that I find fascinating. And I wonder for Bravo, and I don't know if you think about this, if they're now having to almost in this meta way, trick their casts into being real, even though it's a reality show. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've thought about that and the authenticity with a lot of the shows always feels a little bit off. Even as like the Vanderpump Rules cast has like gotten more successful and made more money. It's almost like we want people to like not be successful because then when there are, we're like, oh, you're not authentic anymore. And I think that's why we were so drawn to like Vanderpump Rules from the beginning is that they were all broke and poor and like just trying to make ends meet. And with the Housewives, why it's not as like there's something there that is there's a disconnect for me and I'm watching for entertainment. I'm never watching to like <laughs> get tips. feel like I'm like relatable to these women like yeah. ever, which is like, <laughs> that's also what's so great about it is that it's so far fetched, like from my life that I'm like, okay, this is like real entertainment. 
But yeah, the what was the fucking question? No, there was no question. We were just, I mean, it was just, it's just an open discussion about how like, yeah. we, we bandy around the word uh, authenticity a lot lately and authentic. Yeah. And I do wonder for the younger set of people, do they even know what authenticity is? Yeah. Because they've been raised on housewives. They've been raised on Instagram posts. You know, like I do wonder if we lose our way and uh, like actual authenticity is so murky because a lot of people might not even know what that is anymore. Yeah. And the other thing too, is when I'm watching reality TV, I know it's reality, but it's like, do I even want authenticity from these people? Yes. Like there's certain people where yes. it's like, just fight with people and entertain me. And then there's other casts where I'm like, okay, like I can connect with these. Like for example, Potomac, I always <laughs> feel a sense of like, I, I like, okay, that has to be one of the most authentic housewives shows, right? But I, there is moments where I'm like, okay, that is relatable because their reactions to things or the way that they handle things. And I'm like, okay, yep, that's what I would have done too. Whereas, I don't know, Beverly Hills, I can't quit it ever. But it's like, is this authentic or are you guys like, sometimes I feel like behind the scenes, they're like, okay, today we're going to have a fight, but we're good. Okay. But we're going to have a yeah. fight today yeah. on camera. And it's like, okay, well, like at least fight real, like, good God. I I like to imagine, I mean, that's, I watch so many of these shows and I've talked about it so much that now I watch it from this different angle of picturing, like you just said, of like, oh my God, I bet some of these people that have been there multiple seasons, like Kyle's like, don't worry, watch me for the changes, Sutton. I got you. We're going to have a little tussle. It's going to yes. be great. We'll have shit. Like, that's how I picture these things going down. And to me, that makes me enjoy it in this different way that they don't intend it. I feel the same way about the Kardashians as well. Yeah. I mean, oh, Kardashians I'm, this season, have you, you've been watching it, right? Yes. Yes. I'm loving Kardashians. And I, I think Hulu was like the best thing ever to happen to the Kardashians because to me, I know again, not authentic, not relatable whatsoever. I'm watching for like entertainment and also like behind the <laughs> scenes almost because we see everything play out yes. in real life. So it's like almost like we get a BTS of what's actually happening, but for seasons after seasons after seasons of the E Kardashians, it's like, this is the most scripted nonsense bullshit show ever. And I'm still watching, of course, but it's just every plot line of every episode is like the most ridiculous thing. That's just dumb. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm losing brain cells watching this and it they're They look bored filming it. So that's why I'm like loving this new era of it because it seems like they want to be there and it's things that we've never seen before. And I love them talking to the camera because it's like, how are they famous from a reality show? So it's so dumb to like pretend like they aren't filming a reality show. Yeah. So that that whole aspect of it, I absolutely love. And then, I mean, I love to hate them and I hate to love them. And that's I it. Exactly. Love it. I love it all. I, yeah. I, I don't get into arguments, but I have a lot of discussions with people that like don't cover that show. They're disgusting. And I'm like, two things can be true at once. I can yeah. dislike them, but I can also be fascinated with how, I mean, they are something so unique that a family like that will not come ever again because we saw them from selling tummy tea to now being mm -hmm. billionaires and the face of so many, I mean, creating brands that will last far beyond them. Like Kim, just, you know, Kim, you know, being a part of Skims was one of the most lucky things that could have ever like investing in that company, because no matter what you want to say about Kim Kardashian and we've said everything, you can't take that company away from her. And that to me is the scary part. Like you said, when she stares at the camera and she talks to us now, 
I, I get like scared. I'm like, oh, I shit. get chills. Like, I'm like, she's yeah. talking to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she, like, Chloe, Chloe knows I made the memes. Chloe knows. Like, yes. Get- I'm like, did she just scold me right now? <laughs> yeah. No, it's interesting too, because you have all of these like, and they really, they are influencers that like you the said, went from, started from the bottom. Now we're here. And now they have these companies where it's like, oh my gosh, do, do I, do I want to support like these billionaires? But the products are so good too. On top of it, like I own almost everything that Skim sells because it really is that it's a good, good product. Yeah, it really is. And then like my mother-in-law, like she loves Good American, loves it because they have her size in store. And it's like all of these things that you don't think, I don't know. They're just so good at the branding and the products of it too, that I can't hate them at the end of the day. Cause it's really just so good. The only thing that I actually don't love is Kylie Cosmetics. I've just never, I've bought the products and it's just the same as everything else to me to where Good American and Skims, they feel so much better than the other things that are on the market with the same products. Well, it's like, uh, I feel like some of the Kardashian products become like the Kardashian pets. Like we never hear from them again. We never get explained where they went. Like what happened to Kylie Swim? What happened to, there's all these, I mean, poor Courtney, she released her little vitamin line that we got to see, I think on this season of the matcha gummies. And I'm like, I'm like, Lemmy, like I've not tried any Lemmy, but I, you know, it's like Courtney, I feel like I want Courtney to have a win. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad she's pregnant. She has a baby. But now when I think about the Kardashians, I think about that internal competition between especially Courtney and Kim and Courtney has true love. But if she, we could only get her a billion dollar brand, like, why am I even wanting this for them? They're fine. It's so funny too the whole like wedding drama and the Dolce and Cabana because. Oh, Andrea Bocelli. Yes. I'm like, he's saying at my wedding. So it's so funny though, because my sister, I was trying to think, would I ever, would we ever have a fight similar to this? And then I was thinking, (laughs) my sister sister got married in January and my brother performed at her wedding. Well, 10 years ago when I got married, my brother performed at my wedding. And then I was, I know. And then I was thinking like, oh my, and then I was thinking, well, I actually stole her boyfriend and married him. So I guess, (laughs) I guess I have to forgive her. Wait wait, wait a second. You know, I I just want to stop right here. Uh, Please tell me the Garcia Diaries uh, season one is being filmed right now. I mean, like, I'm sorry. Now I've got to say this. You've already gave us the building blocks for your reality show. We just got to get the kids to sign off on this because that sounds amazing. I could never do like a day in, a day to day reality show because I would be canceled so fast, so fast. Actually, it would probably do great, but as far as like my job goes, <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, we're we can't work with her anymore." <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's the thing I love about the card. That's why I urge people to watch it because it is this. Even though they're billionaires, they still get stuck in this petty drama. And you can see after decades and decades of being family, how these cracks are showing on top of you have them in these kind of glass castles that they can't get out of. Chloe can't meet a man to save her life because she's too scared to go out. So the only person she's really around is Tristan. Like there are all of these things like like that's what I was thinking about you, Bethany, is that you are successful. But like at a certain point how much success do you really want? Like it doesn't okay. prove to be amazing in the end. It's such an interesting conversation. It's one that my close friends and I talk about all the time because we all do this job and we're, I'm always like, I'm content with my 260, whatever thousand followers and making this amount of money for the rest of my life. Like I said, if this is the peak, I'm so happy about it because even other influencers that have like a million followers, I see the kind of hate and 
just everything that they deal with day to day. I know people are like, oh, boo-hoo, who cares? They make so much money. But it's like, it really fucks with you. Like, if I even get... Yesterday, I opened my phone and I had like 10 hate messages in a row or just like, you know, really critical and rude type of messages, maybe not hate messages, but it, I was like sad for the rest of the afternoon. And I'm like, yeah. when I'm with my kids and my husband, like I want to be present with them and focused on them and not like worried about what some idiot on the internet thinks. And it's so easy to just be like, who cares? They're strangers, but it really does like affect you. Does it affect you at all? Oh my God. And I don't even show my life. I mean, I, I mean, I do, I mean, my life is a lot of just watching television, but uh, yeah. I do get those comments and I get them more and more. And, and I think you would be abnormal if you didn't feel something about it. Like if yeah. you were able to brush that off, I've never been the type to brush somebody off and I'll crumble pretty quickly. And I will say there's some really hurtful things out there. There's really hurtful people. I mean, I try to make fun of yeah. reality stars and pop uh, figures, but um, it's it's really it's it's a very interesting dynamic that I don't think any you can't train for this you can't emotionally train at all ever um, and I don't know sometimes I don't feel like I'm strong enough for this but um, you know the only thing That's that like how I feel. I see my mom, like my mom keeps track of my Instagram followers more than I do like you know it's like my mom's sick right now and she's like if we could get to eighty before I pass that would be amazing and I'm like mom oh that is the gosh. darkest. That is the darkest fucking thing, but let's try. <laughs> like, let's try to get there. Let's try. You're like, I, everyone follow me so my mom doesn't die sad. Like, no, oh, yeah, my I know. God. Oh, oh, dude, she'll like send me, she'll send me messages and she'll be like, didn't look like a great week for you on Instagram. I saw that you went down a hundred followers. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is like, it is so like, she really pays oh attention and I try to forget about things. Anyways. Yeah. Um, you mentioned your other uh, friends that do this stuff. Do you have a core group of influencer women around? I think I actually saw you post like uh, a girl get together with kind of like yeah. influencers. So Gilbert is like amazing with the, like, the, it's like the Mecca of Arizona influencers, but there really is so many influencers around the Valley. And so I just started like a, maybe two or so years ago, I was like, okay, I need to make friends. It's so hard in your adult like life to make friends. At least it is for me because like I moved around so much as a kid. So like I don't have my friends from elementary or middle or even the beginning of high school. And then in high school, I got like I got pregnant as soon as I graduated. And so all the friends that I did have were like, oh, you're a slut. So it's like oh it was God. hard for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, my husband went to the same school since kindergarten or like the same public school and he has all of his friends literally from kindergarten, from sixth grade. And so it's like, okay, I was like, I need to make friends and I don't know how to do this. So I just started reaching out to people that I followed on Instagram. And I was like, hey, like want to grab dinner, want to grab lunch. And it turned into this like amazing core group of friends that I have that we all have kids. We're all married. We all have our own businesses. And whether they're an influencer or not, they own a small business. And yeah, we like get to do life together and we go through similar things because of our job. It really is such a niche job too. Like a lot of people can't relate to the things that we have to deal with and not saying that it's like the heart, like no, I, know I know it's exactly what job. you're saying. You know what I mean? No, but like, I it know is, exactly what you're saying. It's like, if you're a teacher, other teachers can relate to what you deal with every day, dealing with freaking crazy ass kids in your classroom and not having breaks and like all those things you like. It's not, it's nice to have people that know what you're going through. Right. Yeah. 
so yeah, so I have that and it's amazing. And we, I wait, so I'm, I'm in Gilbert. Can I be a part of your girl gang? Can I be the, it's so weird um, that you're I'll not already. The, I, what? I'm just start, po I'm just start posing in your photos and I'm like, what up girls? Oh, I'm in my Toyota, Coro it. Toyota Corolla with like a personalized like license plate that says I'm Kenuff. Um, Okay. <laughs> You love all of the same things that we love in terms of pop culture and reality. You are watching Real Housewives of New York, you said, right? The new mm -hmm. iteration. Yeah. We're yes. two episodes in. How are you feeling so far? Okay. So it's so interesting because I followed Thigh for like almost 10 years. She was one of the first influencers that I ever followed when I, be when I started this job. Okay. And so I was so excited to watch her. I was, I've always been inspired by her like posts. And sh why is she the one that I like the least? Dude, Bethany. Okay. First off, I'm so happy. Like I'm, I'm covering the show on the Patreon and I just did a recap last night. And I said that I said, man, after this episode, we're only two episodes in, but Sai is bugging the shit out of me. And then secondly, I'm so glad you said that because I didn't follow a lot of influencers. So her mm -hmm. keeps saying that she's a content creator. I'm so happy that you said you followed her and inspired by her. Cause I was like, is she lying? I've never heard of her in my life. So you're saying she really was OG. Well, she's been doing it. I that. think it was Jessel that said, like, she's one of the most respected in the industry. And like, but they all lie to each other. <laughs> no, exactly. Because I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, I don't know about that. But I'm also not in the fashion industry as far as influencing goes. So I don't know. Maybe she is. But the, the I'm an influencer. I'm an influencer. I'm a content creator. I'm an influencer. It's like, oh, my God, shut the hell up. Like, no no one cares that much. And then also it like makes me annoyed to even have this job, like having to hear her talk about it. <laughs> and, and then, then you see like, her like placing the glasses at dinner so she can get the right shot, you know, for yeah. her content. And then like bringing eight things of luggage for three nights. And she's like, I have to shoot all these looks. And it's like, oh my God, if any of my friends were like that, I think I would shoot myself because I cannot handle the like, I got to get the look. I got to get the look. Like if we're going out to dinner, I will take pictures of you before we eat. But once we sit down for dinner, it's about being with your friends. It's like, it's just, yeah. there's a disconnect for, I think a lot of influencers where it becomes your whole life. And I just can't do that because it's, well, first of all, it's insufferable. And then number two, it's like, how are you living a happy life? when you're like, who wants to even live any life where your life revolves around your job 24 seven. It's yeah. nauseating. But that's what I'm talking about. The reality. Like, I don't get the sense of like a real person yet. We're only two episodes mm -hmm. in, but yeah, like I watched that second episode and by the end I was like, and then I saw the preview for the third and she's already, I saw a scene today where she's like getting up in Jenna Lyons case for like not being there in the morning. And I'm like, chill out. But what I love is, you know, these housewife shows is like, okay, it's always good to dislike somebody. That's part of the game for the audience is that I want to like somebody and I also want to dislike somebody. That's exciting. Yeah. And they, I think they like, I don't know if it's the editing or maybe it's really just her, but I think they want us to like, not like Bryn. They want us to hate Bryn, right? That's how I feel. She, and I love her even her. more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I mean, she always bites her lips. She's always flirty. I, uh, I'm living she, for it. <laughs> well, people say she's putting it on for the camera and I'm making the argument of certain people are just designed to be on reality television. Yes. It's not fake. It's just, I bet you could go back in Bryn's past. In fact, we found out information that she, they wanted her to be on the original seasons of Vanderpump BPR. Rules. She knew Lisa and Pandora. And I was like, guys, there are just certain people you've met them in your own lives where you're like, damn, you are on one. And that's how Bryn seems to be 24 seven. And I like it. 
Yeah, uh, number one, Jax Taylor, made for reality TV and not made not made for this world whatsoever. Sometimes, <laughs> oh I'm man, like, you you should only be a reality TV star and not a real person because you're horrible. And I feel like some of the worst people make the best TV. And I don't know, I'm here for Brand. And then Jessel, the first Indian housewife. You know, I'm Indian. I'm like living for her. I want to see more of her, though. I want to see more drama from her because I think her home life is so interesting to me. It's I love that her and her husband hate each other. Like, how cool is that? Wait, wait, That's wait, wait. Fun. In defense of Pavit, her husband, I only get the sense that Jessel hates him. I don't get the sense yeah, that true. she... Well, but gonna, have you seen what? his Instagram? Have you seen his no, Instagram? No, no. It's it's private plane, private plane, private island, oh, private plane, no. private island. Not one. You wouldn't know he had a wife or kids at all. <laughs> well, uh-oh, cat's out of the bag, Pavit. You're on TV now. <laughs> well, we got the revelation. And I will say this is what I love about coming to a show new where like they had a a, a mild episode where they, we just learned more about the ladies. But I, I didn't know these ladies. So it's really exciting to hear their stories. And Jessel yeah. that I was kind of like, oh, wow, she's shitting on her husband a lot in the first episode. In the second episode. I, I love the information talking about Indian culture and talking about trying to get pregnant and keeping that a secret from her yeah. mom. And, you know, it made me have a different viewpoint in between those two episodes on Jessel where I was more sympathetic. And also how funny that Jenna Lyons inferred that she was a fashion victim because she was wearing Balenciaga and like I another designer. So good. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's so good. And I also, I think Jenna's my favorite out of all of them. Like, she's just so chic and put together. And when I think of, like, rich people, I feel like she's probably – do you know, like, income on the cast? Because she has to be one of the richest, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it was weird. She, I mean, I think she was – the uh, Daily Mail did an article, and you never know how much of that you can really, you know – Yeah. It said, I think it said Jenna was, like, $5 million, which I thought, okay, that seems potentially low. I don't – guys, I make little to no yeah. money, really, and I'm like, $5 million, That doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> like, you know, it was like nobody was like – and then Bryn, weirdly enough, was like 3 or $4 million, and I was like, what does Bryn do? I still don't fully know okay, what she does. So I was talking with my husband because I made him watch it with me so we can discuss on our podcast. And I was like, she has to be like the poor, like I'm like poor, but the poorest out of yeah. all of them, right? Just because some certain commentary she was making, I was like, okay, she's doesn't seem like she's around people like this a lot. Like it, it's interesting to me because I could be totally wrong and she could be the richest and we would literally never know. But just certain little comments here and there. I'm like, Hmm, like how much money does she make? It's interesting. I think this article was completely wrong because they said Aaron was only worth a million. And I'm like, no way, because she has that place that we, they went to that she revamped in the Hamptons. And in I know Hamptons. like, you know, but I'm like, there's no way just a million dollars. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm so confused, but like, they're all doing better than me, but it is kind of like Gina, on sure. the o Gina on the OC. All of those ladies are like definitely doing wealthy. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's unfair her to put Gina in these situations. Yeah. Well, then too, I'm like, why haven't they shown us Bryn's apartment yet? Like, where is yes. her apartment at? They've shown everyone's home but hers. And so it's just interesting. And then, oh, the other thing I loved too was Jessel talking about how her and her husband haven't had sex since before the kids were born. Because number one, I think it can be relatable to a lot of women. Because for me, like, it was shocking to me when I started doing the confessions thing on Instagram years ago. Yeah, you ago. guys, if you if you don't follow her every, you know, every, pretty much every week she, I mean, she was, it's on there right now. I don't know, but it, like it's, you know, confess your sins and yeah. people will say the wildest stuff about, I mean, wild. just truly wild. 
And I think that's what like opened my eyes to like how different people really live their lives out there because there were so so many women being like, it's been years since I've had sex with my husband. And I'm like, what? Like he's sleeping in your bed. Like you don't just pounce him. Like I don't get it. Like I was so confused. And so I think it is cool to have something that could potentially be relatable to women. But then hearing that she went through five cycles of IVF, it's like no fucking wonder all the hormones and all everything your body goes through with just pregnancy, but then adding on top of that IVF, like it made complete sense to me. And so also I felt uncomfortable for her because I've been in situations where I've maybe told a friend something that is taboo or that I'm ashamed of. And then she's, you know, shared it with the group and it's become a discussion within the group. And it's like, okay, like now I'm feeling uncomfortable. I've had that happen to me before. And so I loved seeing that side of the friendship group because to me, those are things that it's like, okay, how are you going to work through this? Is she going to go off? Is she going to snap at them? Is she going to tell them to get the fuck out of her business? Like, that's what I want to see from her. Now, um, another thing that happened this past week's episode with Jenna, which I found fascinating, is that Jenna relayed the story of, um, you know, be, you know, of, of, being with women, you know, she turned 40. She had a conversation with one of her close friends. She got all hot and bothered by it. She kept thinking about it. And she made this transition later in life that she said it just felt all of a sudden right. And I know that sexuality, you know, there's like, you know, a fluid sexuality. And I think that, but I, I, you know, I'm like, guys, if we don't shape up, all women will leave us. I mean, all women will leave us. Like, Bethany, I mean, did your husband, when he watched that, go like, are you, I mean, are you going to have the same thing when you're 40? Are you going to start fully? I mean, that's what I thought was like, Jenna's a smart, brilliant woman. And then all of a sudden, and she didn't say I was like this all my life. She said, all of a sudden, this felt right. And I was so fascinated by that. I think everyone's bi. So my husband, like, I I always tell him that all the time. Um, I I don't know, or maybe that's something that bisexual. No, no, Bethany. Say. <laughs> I've, I've seen no. Like, listen, I've been. I was I was talking about this on the page. I said, listen, I have given thought. I've like, you know, could I be with a man? Could I do? You know, and it's like it. I, there's just, it does nothing. Like I have so many friends that are gay. Like I've learned so much of my taste comes from uh, gay men and women. But like, when I think about it, there, there's no excitement in that for me. Like, I think I could love a man. I like, I love certain men in my life, but it's not, um, I mean, and I, I wouldn't be, I, I, I think I would be very proud because I, I love, by the way, Bethany, that's hysterical. That's one of the biggest things I'll get on social media is in my DMs, they'll be like, girl, you don't even know. And then they'll talk to me like I'm a gay man. And then they'll be like, dude, I have the best guy for you. And I'll be like, oh, I'm I'm so, that sounds amazing. I'm so sorry. Like I'm apologized for being straight. And I'm like, I'm so I'm sorry. I, please don't spread that around, but I'm straight. And I, I don't want to. Please don't like, tell people what I'm straight. Yeah. Well, kind of, because then you're like, well, you know, that's what I kind of love about pop culture and, and talking about this stuff is because it primarily is for women and gay, uh, gay men and women. And I think that is awesome. Like, I, I never want to be the head of any of this. This is like, I'm, I'm, I just want to, I want to be sitting at the table with everybody, but it is one of those kind of cool things because yeah. I sometimes feel like an interloper. Um, but yeah, sexuality, did your husband obviously, say anything about? I, well, okay. Well, first of all, obviously sexuality, like everyone defines it for themselves. Right. But I like, I always tell my husband, cause he's like, whenever I'm like, everyone's by like, come on, everyone's bi, which again, maybe that's just something that bi people say, but I'm like, okay, but really if, if you're in, let's, my dad's in prison, like he's serving 20 years at some point, 
you don't like start thinking, hmm, like maybe. I don't or like know. if that's I'm telling my husband like with your guy friends like you love your guy friends right there's I feel like with love there's like a thin line between like if you really love someone you I feel like you could develop feelings for them maybe not even sexual feelings but like love no. feelings I don't know listen I, 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 I've I heard felt stories I've heard stories from people that have like fallen in love with their best friend and they were never even sexually attracted to them but they formed such a bond that they were like in love and then it turned into sexual feelings. So it's like, I think it's so fluid and can change. And there's like, for example, like when I have my crush list of like guys and girls that I think are hot, my husband doesn't look like any of them, but I'm sexually attracted to him too. So it's like, I feel like honestly at the end of the day, I literally had to add Michael Pena to my crush list so that my husband <laughs> wouldn't feel some type of way. Wait, I'm like, wait, Michael Pena's at the very bottom of the list. And you could tell you like scribbled it in last minute. Like, see, my husband's he's like, there. Did you add that on? <laughs> Exactly. I, by the way, listen, if Tom Sandoval hadn't done what he did, I think I would have been close with Tom. I think I, I was like, I was falling in love with Tom Sandoval over there. And I know, right. listen, the heart wants what the heart wants, Bethany. Like I, now I realize that was a bad call. I, I genuinely love that man. So wait, who is on your I'm crush list? I'm scared for girl? you. Do you want I'm scared for me too. You? Yes, please. I want this crush well, okay. list. And Folks, now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, once again, we are sponsored by our friends over at Factor. And Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. I got to tell you, I've told you already, but I'm in Gilbert, Arizona right now, and it's 114 degrees. That's usually the low. And uh, I got to tell you, it makes it miserable to do just simple things like running out to the grocery store. And that is why something like Factor is perfect for this time, because it saves you from doing all of that monotonous stuff, especially if you are in a very hot area. Arizona weather climate. Um, now, Factor has sent me and my family meals uh, a couple of times now, and it really has helped out. Uh, it really is so easy, which we'll talk about in a second. But we're in the thick of summer right now. So you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Uh, and Factor, like I said, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You're going to save time, you're going to eat well, and you're going to stay on track reaching your goals. So a lot of us are too busy with summer plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well. So with Factor, skip that extra trip to the grocery store. You, you skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Um, while you're still getting flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factors fresh. It is never frozen meals, and they're ready in just two minutes. I'm not, that's not a misprint. Two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warm weather, or get back in that bed and fire up Bravo. My gosh. So ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures, stick to your wellness goals. With premium, ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients, what are those ingredients, Ryan? Well, let me tell you. Broccolini, leeks, asparagus. You can treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon, like I said, ready in two minutes. Um, they have calorie-conscious 
uh, options as well. You can try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. In fact, it was really perfect for me because I've been doing a little bit of overeating and I remember I ate one of these and it was really delicious. And then I was like, oh my gosh, how many calories? And I looked and it was like 600 calories. And I was like, cha-ching, score. And if you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals, you can try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So they offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles. So you got keto to calorie smart to vegan plus veggie and protein plus prepared by chefs, approved by dietitians, and you can round out your meals and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. I'm starting to get hungry doing this spot. Uh, or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions. They source 100% renewable electricity for their protect production sites and offices, and they feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So this July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals. They make it really easy. You just go online, choose your meals, and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So here is the important information. Head to factormeals.com. That's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash so bad. 50, five zero. And you're going to use that code so bad 50 to get 50% off. That's code so bad 50 at factormeals.com slash so bad 50 to get 50% off. If some of you guys don't do this, that's on you because that is a fantastic deal. 50% off you get meals, two minutes or less fresh ingredients during the summer. You can stay at home. That's, that's gold, baby. That's good as gold. Okay, that's going to be in the show notes as well. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. That's like this other, those, like you have women like Ariana Maddox where I'm like, oh my God, she's so hot, like objectively just hot. And then I'm like, why is she attracted to Tom Zandoval? Like what I've never thought he was even cute. And I have one friend that's like, oh, he's so hot. Like, yeah, I'm like, I have friends okay? like that. They're like, he's so hot. Are you okay? So I think just like, I don't know. Everyone's so different. Okay, ready? So yeah. P- Pedro Pascal Got in it. anything and in general. Natalie Portman, but specifically Good. in Star Wars oh. Episode 2. <laughs> oh With the ripped crop top. <laughs> I was hoping it was in Episode 1 when it's like the big queen, like the gold costuming. That didn't do it for me. Okay. okay. Robert Downey Jr. Great. I like y- that one. Young, old, anytime. Michael B. Jordan, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, yes. but not not Russian accent Wanda. When they took away her Russian accent, then that Wanda. <laughs> Wait, did she did she have to be in the Wanda costume? Mm, the, like red the red hair. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, she could be naked if she wants. But um, anyways, <laughs> Kit Harrington as Jon Snow. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, Karen and Culkin in general. Great. Anytime. Sebastian Stan. Since Carter Bazin and Gossip Girl, but especially as Bucky. Okay, yeah. Wait, what did you think about him in the Pam and Tommy thing? I hated it. Yeah, I don't me want to too. talk about it. Me too, actually, yeah. 
It was honestly disgusting and horrific, and I'm traumatized by the talking penis to this day. I thought it was going to be so much more. I thought it was going to be like, I was like, what a what a great topic, even though Pamela didn't yeah. want, want it to happen. But I still thought, and then each week I was like weirdly disappointed for such an interesting pop culture story. Yeah, no, it sucked. I hated it. Um, Oscar Isaac, you know Oscar okay. Isaac, right? Yeah, of course, okay. yeah. And then I I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Simu Liu, Simu Liu. Simu, Liu? yes, Simu Liu. Liu, 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 Simu Liu, yeah, yes. Hot. He was, just, and Barbie, he was in Barbie, yeah. Barbie did it for me even more. I was like, yep, that's the Ken I'm choosing off the shelf. Harrison Ford, young or old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Let's see. Come on. I want some ugly ones. Give me an ugly. Yeah. Like, by the way, because speaking of this, I do. We're going to go into like, because Ariana Grande has a very specific look. We're we're finding out as she gets in there. Is Do you have any, do you have any Ariana uh, Grande type men on there? Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg still, uh, I think he's conventional. Like, I he's, think he's one of the ugliest on my list. Okay. Here's what pe- people say. He's so ugly, but I like, I cannot believe that people think he's ugly. Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam, well, see, Adam Driver though is one of those pe- one of those dudes that seems to have grown into his look. Like each year, I think he gets more handsome. But when you see those earlier photos, even in the first season of Girls, it's like, damn. Like, but also, it doesn't seem like plastic surgery. It seems like he literally grew his. He just grew into his face. Yeah. Also, like, okay, for example, I think that Jeremy Allen White is. The bear, if he yeah. was just a regular person, people would probably think he's ugly, but I think he's so hot because he's so talented, you know? Well, and also it doesn't, he has six pack abs. We got, we yeah. got all those uh, paparazzi shots of him working out in Los right. Angeles. Which, but like on, objectively, Jeremy. not the cutest face ever, but like I, he's no. on the crush list. Like It's a mixture sorry. of Gene, Gene Wilder and Dustin Hoffman in one person. Yes, which I think they're both. Oh, those guys are, I mean, right? no, you're right. But by the way, I think their talent made them both very attractive to, to women and men over the years. Well, it's Gene the Wilder same reason, like, Hoffman. yeah, musicians can be literally butt ugly. Like, is John Mayer, like, the hottest guy in the world? No, but when he gets up there with his guitar and he starts oh, singing and writing dude, songs, you're like, oh I remember, my God. I remember seeing my first Dead & Company show with John Mayer and... I remember him just wailing on the guitar. And I remember saying out loud, I was like, oh, this isn't fucking fair. I was like, leave a little for the rest of us, John. Like, literally, how does everybody not fall in love with John Mayer once he starts playing a guitar? Like, it's just not. Ed Ed Sheeran is like the ugliest person. (laughs) And he could probably get any girl he wants as long as he has his guitar and he starts singing. Like exactly. there's something about like talented people. It doesn't matter what they look like. They're like even Pete Davidson, objectively not a cute guy, but he's pulling the hottest women in the world. Honestly, probably just because he's talented and funny. Yeah. And he do he the game he probably spits is insane. Because he's like relatable, he's funny, probably includes everybody. And then you're like, oh, and then also it doesn't hurt to have like a rumor about you having a gigantic dong. Like that's, that's I saw him, I saw him in 2018 or 2019 live in Phoenix. And before the like rise of Pete Davidson, where everyone was like obsessed with him and then the fall. But I, thanks Kim, thanks Kim. (laughs) him on stage i was like oh my god like i think i'm in love with him like just the yeah. way he talks and carries himself is like it there is something to be said about big dick energy for sure <laughs> and that's adam driver too i think it's like the way he carries himself that's like if i saw him at safeway 
probably wouldn't want to like, you know, sneak a peek if my husband's there. I'm like, you know, <laughs> to the side. But <laughs> him in Star Wars, I'm like, hello, daddy. <laughs> oh my God. Well, is there any politicians on your list? Is there any hot politicians for you? My politicians are, I don't like their politics, but they're still hot to me. It's like, that's what sucks. But like Mitt Romney. <laughs> okay, I got to go. You're insane. That's insane. That Mitt I remember, Rom- seeing, him. I, oh I remember seeing him Daddy, on TV when, I was, when I was in like eighth grade. I saw him on TV and I ever since then. And same with like Barack Obama, like so hot to me. I and But I like his. You know what? I will. I think Barack Obama, like he, the way he carries himself. I'm like, damn, dude, that's a smooth guy. Like I, yes. like that's what I like. I appreciate like smoothness because I'm not smooth. And his voice. Oh, like I fumble around things. I trip. I spill things. Like this guy ne- probably never spills on himself. You know, it's like dirt's just attracted to me. This guy probably just dirt just stays away from him. Yeah. Wait, have you ever watched Ray Donovan? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So does Mickey not remind you exactly of Donald Trump? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Okay. I, I'm watching you right now. And every time he's on screen, I'm like, that's literally Donald Trump. Like it scares me a little bit. And it also he reminds me of my grandpa too. And then I'm like, oh my God, is my grandpa Donald Trump? Yeah. Anyway. That's well, that's Side a huge note. revelation. That is a huge <laughs> revelation on this show. That's great. Um, Rest okay, in peace, any, grandpa. Any, was there any other women on the list before we move on? I mean, yeah, I'll just tell you all. About By the way, I love that the list keeps getting, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll go to page two. Okay, yeah. it's Blake Lively, but not in Green Lantern, ScarJo, but not in Sing, <laughs> Jessica Alva, Chris Evans when he has facial hair, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, all three of the Jonas Brothers, sometimes Kevin gets removed. Diego what, about Luna, bonus, Ma- what about bonus Jonas? Any bonus Jonas? No, no, okay, no, no. Okay. If he doesn't okay. sing, I don't want it, you know? Uh, yeah. Jeremy Allen White, Diego Luna, Margot Robbie, Yes. Ever since Wolf of Wall Street, like the I know, right? Is like my number one fantasy, and then Sophia Bush is the last one. And one of those people, by the way, on this list follows me. Did you know that? Sophia Bush. No, close though. It is a girl. It's not Margot Robbie. It's not. Uh, it's not Elizabeth Olsen. It's, it's not Natalie Portman. It's not. Uh, who is it? Jessica Alba. No way. Well, that actually makes sense because of her. Yeah. Like, you know, the totally the honest makes. company. Yeah. I've Have you ever done company. a part? Okay. That's what I was like. You, you need to yeah. do a partnership with them. Um, I love, you know what I love about your list too, is the specificity. It's like not in that, not in sing in the, that's what I love because I love that the possibility that you do get one of these people, but it's in the period or project that you don't want them in. Like you yeah. get Chris Evans, but it's, it's beardless. a he, He's it's clean shaven. Yeah. You're like, oh, goodbye. Damn. I guess I'll I'd be, be like, with you. No, I would uh, say no, thank you. Now, you have you made your husband? Sebastian. Have you made your he husband has, make a list? Yeah, he has a list. And they're all girls with like BBLs and like gold. <laughs> they all speak Spanish. And I'm like, <laughs> they're all either black or Mexican. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, That's truly amazing. I, I brought up Ariana Grande just a second ago because we're getting more information about this whole, uh, I guess, you know, speaking of Scandal, Ariana Grande is potentially or is involved with her castmate for the new movie Wicked. And yeah, it is she's fucking SpongeBob. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and he was in the SpongeBob SquarePants musical playing SpongeBob. His name is Ethan Slater. But the thing is, he was married to his wife, Lily, Lily J, and they just had a child. And now this is happening. And, and I, 
I hate to comment on looks because I'm not the most secure person in my looks, but he's definitely, he's so interesting looking that it almost, but it's even if you put that aside, it is so dark that now reports are coming out that Ariana Grande would hang out with him and his wife. It's awful. It honestly is so fucked up, but the baby thing adds like a whole nother layer for me. I cannot be imagine being a postpartum mom. Their baby's not even a year old yet. And your husband's off filming a movie every day or he's on Broadway or whatever the fuck he's doing. Can you imagine your husband comes home and he's like, I'm cheating on you with Ariana Grande? I would be like, okay, you. Oh, I'll do you one better. I I bet he went home. I bet he went over and said, I'm in love with Ariana Grande. I bet he said, I fell in love with Ariana. That would even be dark. I can't even fathom. And the fact that now there's reports today that he came home and told her just days before the news broke to the entire world. It's, I mean, thank God she didn't find out from like TMZ, but still so dark and like, well, that's what I wrote. (laughs) If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called first leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 
so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. The other thing, too, that's like so fucked up is like I'm all – I love women. I, I'm all for the girls all day long, every day, but – when you start hearing that, like, oh, Naya Rivera walked in on Ariana Grande and Big Sean when they were engaged, or Pete Davidson broke up with Cassie David the night before news went public over text, he broke Ma up with her. Mac the news Miller the day well. before. Yeah, it's like, damn, girl, like, there's men that are single that are even hotter than the ones that you're making cheat on their partners. Not that she's making them cheat because obviously they're doing that all on their own. But still, when it becomes a pattern like that, it's like, okay, now I'm that's having a little I, bit less sympathy. Well, that's what I said. You know, there is now a pattern that you can argue that each one of these men seem to have been with other people. So all she's attracted to very interesting looking men, but also she's potentially attracted to men that are in relationships. And I think what a weird PR that it's almost good for Disney that the SAG strike is happening because she plays Glinda, the good witch in wicked. Like, you know, it's like, she's the good one. And this now yeah. two of the stars of this movie wicked, which by the way, I'm sure this dude is so massively talented, but I would think for his wife, she probably thought, I love this guy dearly, but I'm good. I'm safe. He's a weird looking guy, yeah. very talented, yeah. but there, like in that is probably the last thing in her mind was that I don't have to worry about you with Ariana Grande. With an A-list fucking superstar. Like I can't, honestly, if my husband came home and said like, you know what? Like I am in love with Kim Kardashian and we are dating. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be honestly, I'd be so impressed that I'd be like, all right, she can have you <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like it is what it is. Yeah, good luck to both of you. It's just so sad because obviously Ariana Grande is not going to stay with this guy forever because it's Hollywood, number one. Yes. And number two, like you're filming a movie. That's why you're in love with each other because you're there every day with each other. And as soon as she's on to the next movie or the next album and you're not together every day, she's going to fall in love with someone else. But now there's a kid and a wife that their entire lives are changed forever. And oh, it's this is a part like, of their story them think now. about this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you like, were talking about your kids and what they're seeing of mom and dad potentially on YouTube. Imagine that kid growing up and yeah. like reading all of these articles, seeing all of these memes, not only calling their dad like in the most insanely ugly person in the world, but also what, you know, like I'm saying, not me, but other people have said that. And he's like, that, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think, I think, listen, I, dude, I was a musical theater kid. Like this gives all of us musical theater dorks hope. Like you're telling us that Ariana Grande is potentially on the table, but now that the SAG strike they were filming it now they're done they have to stop filming and now I just wonder yeah. what it's like for these two lovebirds to wake up in bed and I 
Like men are so stupid. Like men are so stupid. So like he stupid. didn't sit there and think like, look, like no offense. I'm sure she is amazing and charming and all of the things a star should be, but he's got to look at also the pattern and go, wait a sec. None of these other guys have survived. How, yeah. why would I be any different? And that's the part that I'm like, dude, well, we do we get lost in the sauce. We're like, just completely, we don't use common logic anymore. Do you think Big Sean, like, do you think she was like, she didn't like Big Sean enough because he was like good looking conventionally? She was like, uh, uh this she's is like, not I'm my too type. attracted to you. No, no, she's totally. like, I'm not attracted to good looking people. I just like yeah, the laughing she, and singing. <laughs> she really does have an interesting type in men that I don't understand at all. And the other thing too is like she's not only insanely gorgeous. I think she's gorgeous. Like I've, I've been watching her since, you know, I, she's a year or two older than me. And so like I, she was on Nickelodeon when I was like in high school. So like, I remember seeing her all the time and thinking she's gorgeous, right? She's so talented on top of that, a triple threat, like as in, she could be like Zendaya level if she gets there truly with being a movie star, but she, stuff like this is going to get in her way. Like the don't worry, darling stuff that happened behind the scenes, it almost ruins the movie when it comes oh, out between Harry like, and Florence and the yeah, yeah all the drama it's like the behind the scenes drama really does like ruin the escape of the movie for people and because it did for me and so it's like I was so excited to see Wicked and it's like is all this drama gonna ruin the movie and then by the time it starts filming again are these people <laughs> even gonna be together like it's no so awkward. I can guarantee you they will not be together I'm telling you this is what like these big I mean and you know it, it's what I in a very different way but Ezra Miller and The Flash they did so many insane things that I was like, did Warner Brothers not do due diligence on who they're hiring to make a $200 million investment on? And then they have to like scramble because we it's not like the 40s and 50s anymore where you just had like a handful of tabloid papers that people would buy. Pop culture is moving every day at the speed of light. And, you know, we... Yeah, we saw that with Vanderpump Rules and Scandal. I mean, like they picked back up cameras. Everything is for our not entertainment, but we digest everything so quickly now. Yeah, which is probably uh, the downfall of our society. But I'm here for it, honestly. Do you have Do you have ten more minutes? Are you Do you have ten? Yeah, more I'm minutes? good. Gonna, okay, I'm good. Go. Um, I wanted to talk. Uh, we'll end with Vanderpump Rules, but I did want to. This is just quickly happened today. And maybe this has to do with Ariana's boyfriend. They say that aliens are definitely amongst uh, amongst us. They had alien hearings, uh, a congressional hearing today where we had actual somebody on the record saying we are in possession of alien bodies, alien technology. And I thought, finally, we're we're going to get Lisa Rinna. Finally, she's, we're going to find out she's an alien. Like, I finally she's was so scroll. thankful. <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, I knew she wasn't human. And then what? I mean. I do That's Jax Taylor. <laughs> Poor aliens are like, like the, alien, the aliens are like, beep, do not call us, do not call us Jax Taylor, please. No, I'm not even joking. Before I walked in here to do this podcast, my husband was like, Beth, like they they admitted it. Like it's it's out there now. And he was telling me that some of the comments were like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. They've been here longer than us. Like you, we are wait, new. You think that this is what the funny thing is. Like, I've always kind of believed in alien. I don't believe we're alone. I don't believe, but not in like a weird right. conspiratorial way. I'm just like, yeah, the the the, the universe is insanely huge. Uh, but also, if if they didn't want us here, we wouldn't be here. Like, the, right. the, like we would. Like everybody needs to understand. It's like, but also my thing is, 
okay, yeah, aliens exist. So, like, how does that change anything about my life? I do not do Literally. anything differently today than I do any other day. Like, it's like, okay, cool. Well, I hope they're nice. And the fact that, like, in our solar system, like, it, how many, I don't even know anything about science or the world or Earth. Or not the world and Earth. I know a little bit about hey, the world and Earth. Wait, about we the do universe. know the Earth is flat. We all can agree <laughs> on that, right? The Earth is flat. We do know that. That is one thing that you can't argue. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, if there's aliens like thousands of light years away, mm, don't really care. It doesn't really affect. I mean, I care in the sense of like, I want to see the bodies right now. Like, I want to know what these aliens look like. Because to us, they probably look so strange. And we probably look so strange to them as well. But it's like, honestly... I knew that all along. I'm just glad they're admitting it now. And again, yeah. not in a weird conspiracy theory way, but anyone with a brain, I don't know how anyone with a brain looks out into the sky even and thinks like, holy shit, we like the universe is so big and we're, it's probably like thousands and thousands of thousands of universes just like this out there that we don't even know about. I don't know how people don't think that. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I will tell you the one, I, I think, well, I mean, it is funny to, the people that that believe, I mean, there is a narcissistic quality for people that think that we are alone on this planet. And there is one also it's a, that, that we own this planet that we, I mean, I, yeah. I just think all of that kind of stuff is interesting. The two people I desperately want to hear, and I know they're still filming right now. So I'm excited to potentially hear this. I need to hear Schwartz and Sandoval talk aliens, you know, like they're just sitting there like, dude, it's been a crazy year with Raquel, dude, but I knew we weren't alone, dude. When I see like that lightning bolt, dude, and you know, Schwartz is like, Dude, I know, man. It's just like we're crazy. It's like, do you think Raquel's an alien? Like, you know, they would have the most insane, no. dumb conversation about aliens. They're like, dude, we should do mushrooms tonight, and we can <laughs> how the aliens look. Dude, I want. I w wish they would just do a full episode of the whole cast on mushrooms because that would oh. give me life. Oh, they said that just in the second episode at Aroni at Aaron's place. Aaron goes. People say my house is a good place to trip at. And I was like, I know it's only two episodes in, but if I could get an, an hour long Roni episode of all the girls tripping mm -hmm. on mushrooms and you would have the one girl that had never done it before, it'd be Jessel. And she's like, I don't want to know what's happening. <laughs> like it would be so hysterical for, and I think we're eventually getting there because they're actually showing people smoke weed on these well, shows now. I was going to say like the, I wish the, every cast would like at cast dinners, just take an edible before because the best Housewives dinner content we get is like Mauricio and PK being on edibles. <laughs> they're the funniest people. It's so hilarious. And they cause drama without even knowing because they're just sitting there laughing about other people. And it's like, honestly, why has why, why are they not doing this already? Like, just give everyone an edible before the dinner. It'll be funnier and there'll be more drama. And honestly, they might be able to work things out too easier. I think I like that we're we're campaigning for them to poison their cast. To we're do like, drugs. You, just, yeah. you need to just slip it into the food. It's gonna go great. Trust me. Um uh so, okay. I, I was I was saying that they should all do it like with their own two hands. You are the one that wants no, to I, drug no, them behind their back. I'm saying I'm saying because you know there's gonna be a couple holdouts. You know they're like um Maritza, who uh loves you so dearly. I love and, her, yeah. Um she sent me this. She wanted me to ask you about this is that Kristen Bell recently discussed that she lets her kids drink non-alcoholic beer. Um, do you, I, I know that. you with your five kids, are you having them on non-alcoholic beer yet? Or where are you on having the kids drink non-alcoholic beer? So we have four kids in school right now. We only have one baby left at home. And the night before school started, we took the big four 
to a fancy restaurant and we were like, we're going to have our like last hurrah of the summer. And I ordered a cocktail and all the kids wanted to try it. And the waitress was right there. And she was like, I can like get order them one just without the alcohol in it. Like we have great mocktails here. And I was like, sure, do it. Like whatever. They didn't like it. So they didn't like it without the alcohol. Good. So That's I don't think lesson. we're ever going to do it. But I was like, yeah, like why not? I don't get why not. It's just what can be worse than what's in Coca-Cola, honestly. But how, like, I always as a kid, and I still don't love it, like, that beer was so disgusting. And oh, especially, like, heavy IPAs. What kid, yeah. what kid is sitting there like, I like, I mean, in fact, if my kid did like the taste of it, even non-alcoholic, I'd be like, hey, we got to yeah. talk. Let's get back into therapy. Let's work this out. Because that's an intense taste. Yeah, I don't, I think I have, like, beer trauma. Just, it, like, smells like my dad to me. So I don't even, me and my husband have never had a beer. We don't drink beer. So, yeah, if my what, kid you wanted to cider? cider. I love cider. Like, it's, like, a little no. juicy, a little, okay. We no, honestly good. just started drinking in 2020. The pandemic did it to <laughs> us. And then having five kids in an apartment yeah, yeah, did it yeah. to us. Uh, yeah, after I gave birth to Ellis in the middle of the pandemic, I was like, all right, we're going to start drinking now. But we both come from a long line of alcoholics, so we just never, like, fucked with it. Yeah, and it's I smart. Yeah. We're, doing, we're doing pretty good. We're not alcoholics yet. We kind of just dabble. So Something for yeah, the future. Kids- something we, something for the future. We'll, we'll keep track of this. That's uh, excellent. Um, and then finally, Vanderpump Rules is filming season 11. Uh, you probably see a lot of this on Instagram. We're seeing every scene pretty much like every scene. And in fact, I saw footage from see you next Tuesday with DJ James Kennedy. He's out there hanging out with Tom Sandoval on camera now. And uh, Schwartz had that nutcase Joe, uh, that girl that was living with him. She was filming finally. And she was like bopping around. What do you, I mean, first off, do you care about spoilers? And second off, what do you think if these people just like they're doing mediation to get Sheena and Tom together? Should Lisa be stepping in to try to mend these relationships? Like, are, are we going to get into the third episode and everything's just back to normal? Do you think? I think there's multiple things here. Number one, the spoilers. I think that they're getting to a famous level of like what we're seeing with the Kardashians, not anywhere near that, but it's getting up there to where it's like, we know everything that happens with the Kardashians. And then the show is almost kind of just like the behind the scenes peek at what was happening as we saw it play out in real life. And I think that because people are so interested and dialed in with Vanderpump Rules right now, there's always been spoilers for Bravo, but it's like next level to where I'm like literally scrolling through my feed and I'm like, I have to like scroll really fast because I'm, I don't want to see the spoilers. I really don't because I enjoy watching the show. Um, as far as everyone filming together, it's, it's a job. Honestly, at the end of the day, like I'm not one of the Bravo fans that's like, nobody better film with Tom Sandoval. Like at the end of the day. Oh, I want we, them to we, film with him, but I don't want them to, like, I don't want them to be friends. Be I, want them friend. to fight. Yeah. I want them to like, be like, yeah, whatever. Cheater. Yeah. Like I want that shit. Every, I want every yeah. episode to be reminded. I don't want to be like, well, that's water under the bridge because I think and, that will kind of be whiplash for us, the audience. We also have Tom Sandoval kind of to think for scandal and for being such a piece of shit that it got the entire world dialed in on this reality show that really wasn't at the level of real housewives and now i think it's above that but i think that it's such you know, a level of narcissism it. it's such a level yeah. of narcissism to put like i think he does think that of like look at what i created i'm like dude yeah. that's not i mean i guess no. like 
Yeah, but... And I hate that he gets to think that, even though it is kind of true, that it's kind of his fault, but it's in the worst way. So it's like, it is your fault, but it's because you're such a piece of shit, dude. But I think that people getting mad at, like, Sheena for taking a cast photo with Tom Sandoval, like, they're all out there. They're all doing their job. Like, I want them to film together. I'm hoping that we get Tom Sandoval and Ariana together so that she can lay his ass out again. And I want all my girls on the show to be screaming at shorts for being buddy, buddy with Sandoval and basically these, condoning everything that he did. Yeah. these. But men, yeah, I, mean, they, I, I feel like they're truly going to continue to get away with everything, which is fine. As long as it's entertaining to watch, I would be funny yeah. if Sandoval's main storyline was like visiting like an acting coach to like, finally be able to like do a good argument with Ariana you know, like he's like, oh, the, the pins and batteries, dude. You didn't have pins and batteries, dude. Like, like I would love for him to make sense in an argument just once. No, I don't. I think you're asking for a little bit too much. <laughs> but <laughs> the one girl I'm worried about, which she's a flip flopper. We already know. But I think Sheena. Sheena could get sucked back in for sure. I, well, because Sheena, no matter what you think of Sheena, she has a good heart. And she truly does like every time, like she plays the game, but at the same time, but at the same time, I think she genuinely does like believe, like sometimes take people at face value and like go, wow, this person was crying in front of me. And I do have all of these memories. And I do think that is sometimes where Sheena comes from. And that can be really hard. uh, And especially with an audience that are passionate about this show as we are right now. So I'm, I, that's, what's going to be interesting is like, I just hope we keep this energy on the men and don't like start exactly, tearing the women apart and getting them to fight each so other. It's so dumb that like Sheena can get torn to shreds to where Ariana and Lala and Brock are posting saying, please stop sending hate to Sheena. Like it's so, the fans are crazy. But where's the energy for Schwartz who never left yes, That's what I'm saying. Schwartz gets, it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like everybody assumes correctly that men are idiots. So we're like, why even bother? They're going to yeah. just continue to do their thing. And I'm like, no, we can put that energy into that and let's make sure that they don't ever do this shit again. Cause I have a feeling Schwartz is going to continue to make the same mistakes that he got off kind of easy in that divorce because of Scandaval in that, like, you know, yeah. the, the whole Katie argument. Anyways, Bethany, I could literally, God, would you just be my co-host? This was the quickest hour. I mean, so, so damn fun. So, I, I mean, really, I was so tired today and you just gave me so much energy. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How do, uh, how, but I'm serious. If you ever want to come on anytime, if you're just want to yell about your husband, anything, the Garcia, yeah. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the spot. So the Garcia diaries, fourth season, subscribe, you guys. Five stars, automatically rate it five stars. What else can we support you with? You can follow me on Instagram if you don't, which is at the Garcia Diaries. And that's pretty much it right now. I'm trying to like not do the whole TikTok thing so I don't blow my brains out. But yeah. Oh, follow me on threads. Yeah, I was like, are you threading? Are you threading? (laughs) I'm loving threads. Yeah, that's my Uh, thing. I'm like tech text content all day versus video content i can't with the oh, video content. gosh i love texting and th- th- i love yeah. anything typing without talking um yes <laughs> uh i guess finally will you adopt me will could i be yeah, a sixth no. kid 
I sent you the papers, but I never got them back. So I thought that was enough. I'm so in between places right now. So it is very, I'm so, I'm going to It got lost in the mail. Yeah, take it a lot. That's, and that's my, that's on me. That's going to be, that's going to come back to haunt me. Uh, Bethany Garcia, you are the absolute damn best. And I, I hope I get to talk to you soon in Gilbert. Like yeah. we gotta, yes. I gotta get, we gotta get Medita. We gotta get all like do a hang sesh. Yeah. Let's go out to dinner. Sounds good. <laughs> Betches.